Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that gives you a window into the personal partnership adventures of experts from all walks of life, so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. Let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm very excited to bring our featured guest today, Jonathan Astley. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Ken. I'm so excited to be on this, and I'm grateful beyond words that you've included me in your list of amazing people that you've interviewed. Well, thank you. Thank you. And you're very, very welcome. I'm I'm privileged to have you here. For those of you who don't know Jonathan, he is known as America's leading midlife dating and relationship coach. He's kind of like a well, a guy spy, because he, he understands the male mind. He understands the way a, a single or a divorced man thinks and acts. He's actually a successful entrepreneur, a coach, a speaker. He's the author of several titles, including Unlocking the Male Mind, uh, Finding Love Online, and, and one that's called Why Men Pull Away, Three Ways to Keep Him Close. Uh, Jonathan, do me a favor. Take a minute to fill in any blanks from that introduction, and then give us a glimpse into your personal life, if you would. Sure, sure, sure. Well, thank you. I, you know, I, I want to help for those listening. Um, you know, as Ken mentioned, I'm a, a midlife dating coach, and and what midlife is from the viewpoint that I see it, it's it's for those people that are after baby making years and before retirement. I think that age bracket of dating is so confusing right now. So, I, I just want to say that's where my emphasis is, and it's really I coach women in particular. Um, to really understand the way men operate, but also help them develop the kind of relationship that leads to partnership. And I say partnership because that's what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Anything you want to share with us about your personal life? Uh, oh, my God, it could take hours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I will say this. I am truly blessed to have met some amazing people on my journey of personal growth. And it and I will say it through the, the mistakes. I don't even like the word mistakes, but certainly those places where it was really challenging and difficult for me that I've had my greatest growth. So, you know, when those things happen, now I've learned to say thank you <laughs> instead of like, ugh. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, you actually kind of lead us into the thing I like to start with, which is what's your favorite quote or mantra about relationships or partnership? And, and how do you find that, you know, it applies in your life, and how can our listeners apply it to their partnerships in their life? Sure, sure. You know, the one that that keeps has been coming up for me for years, and it, it happened after my divorce, and I went through a really challenging period of my life, and that period also included the, the market crash of 2008, and I was humbled and brought to my knees. And it's a quote by Walt Disney that says, just keep moving forward. And for whatever reason, that's the one quote that just continually drives my engine, if you will, is at least if I'm making steps in, in the way I view forward, you know, keep moving forward, keep moving in, in, a, in a, and I say a positive direction. Um, the more I do that, the more abundance starts coming my way. And so that's the one that resonates with me the most. Keep moving forward. I like it. It's simple. It's to the point, And there's no question yeah. what it's guiding you to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you know, that actually leads really well into the next thing I'd like to, to uh, talk to you about. And it's, it's one of the things that our listeners love about this show, and that's that 
the stories that our guests share. So let's actually dive into one now. And what I'd like you okay. to do, Jonathan, is take us to a time in your life when when you tripped up in a partnership and, and tell us that story. So what were you doing, how you tripped up or what you tripped on? And then we'll expand on what you learned from that experience and how it helped you move forward. Yeah. You know, I, I was th- you know when you asked me about this before, I, I was thinking which one stands out the most. And I'd have to say it was my marriage. Um, and like so many people, I, my blueprint growing up was go to, you know, you know, after 18, go to college, after college, get a good job, after getting a good job, meet a good woman, you know, um, get married, buy a house, start a family. That was the blueprint that I was raised with. Mm -hmm. And that blue, you know, that blueprint is what chugged me along. And yet, I knew nothing about how to be in a successful relationship, how to show up in relationship, how to show up in partnership. I knew the blueprint, but I didn't know the how-to. Mm-hmm. And, and in my relationship, you know, I, I, I married my, my good friend. I don't want to say my best friend, but I married my good friend, but we were missing so many pieces for creating a successful partnership. And part of that was just, you know, I didn't know me. I didn't know really anything about who I was, what I wanted. I had these ideas that were very superficial based, very, um, you know, based on, you know, having things, but I learned the more things I had, it didn't make me happy. And so probably the greatest blessing was for me in my life, the first one of many was when my, my now ex-wife and I decided to move, you know, move on. And, and yet we had children. And so how are we going to navigate that and raise the children and do all that sort of thing? So in, in some ways, that was my first awakening. It was my opportunity to start learning about who I was and how I want to show up in the world. And, and certainly I was blessed with some really great teachers along the way, and it started uh, with um, Louise Hayes' book, You Can Heal Your Life, and then you know, is maybe connecting with Tony Robbins' work and then Alison Armstrong's work or, or my favorite, Abraham Hicks. And the more I started to delve into personal growth, the more I started to integrate into who I am. Because when you even think about partnership, you have a partnership within yourself. And it's learning how, because we have many voices and things in our head, and it's learning how to integrate all that so you can be in alignment to who you really want to be. So did I answer your question? (laughs) I kind of went off on so many different directions. No, you did a great job because one of the things I love about what you just brought up is, you know, when I asked you where you tripped up and you said one of the things you learned was when you actually chose to to end your relationship with your former wife. And that's oftentimes viewed as a trip up, like somehow that's a mistake, but it, it isn't always. Right. Sometimes that's that's the first step to healing. That's the first step to, like you said, getting to know yourself. Yeah. So you know, I, I love that you, you went that direction because that's actually, in my mind, that's one of the things that can actually trip us up is the belief that, you know, ending a relationship is a failure. Oh, I beat myself up for years on that one. Absolutely. I beat myself up in so many ways. And then my divorce came on the heels of the market crash in 2008 where I got devastated mm-hmm. and I lost a seven-figure net worth. Mm. 
And in, as a man, you know, both my professional life and my financials, my finances were tied into my identity. And for several years, I was carrying incredible amount of shame and pain and anguish over that. And yet now it's been eight years. I can look back and I'm like, thank you for that. Because that with my divorce was truly my awakening, my humbleness that brought me to my knees. And, and I think in some cases we, we almost need to face practically death to be able to start looking that journey inward. And for me, that's, was my facing death, being humble, taken down to my knees, because it gave me an opportunity to not, not only find my passion, because in that, in that process, and I want to share something with you, Ken. How I became a dating coach was I went on 300 internet dates over a course of six years. Wow. And I learned so much about dating, mating, and relating that people just started to come to me for advice, and that was kind of the impetus for me to become a coach. Um, so that would have never happened if I didn't lose my job, if I didn't lose my money, if I didn't get a divorce, none of this would have happened. And now I am like beyond happy in my life. That's fantastic. Thank, thank you for sharing that. Cause that's, that's some very deep personal information that, you know, you shared your dark night of the soul, so to speak. And I, I really yeah. appreciate that. Oh, my pleasure. So let's switch gears a little bit. Okay. Uh, what I want you to, to think about and, and share with us is a story of when you had what I call a duh moment. You know, one of those things where it's like, I can't believe I've been such a knucklehead. How did I miss this? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's funny. When I think of the duh moments is, and I want to relate it to dating. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Is, is, I don't know how many times I've chased dates on this premise of what's called you just never know. And, and while I, I think the dating process has to have a bit of hope in, in, the, in the journey, but if you don't know yourself, how can you, you know, that phrase, you just never know. If you don't know yourself, how can you ever know that someone, if you're, you're almost expecting that, that meeting that other person is going to fill those gaps. And I would say when I, when I shared, I went on 300 dates. Those were my, those were my does, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, it took that many does to realize that it was an opportunity for to learn who I am, what I want, what resonates with me. And when that happened, I met a fantastic woman. We shared, uh, five amazing years together. And while we couldn't go onto that, that train track of partnership, it was the it was like a reparenting it was a rebirth it was a the, the what i gained from that was beyond you know wisdom knowledge i i can't even begin to say what happened to me personally cuz i i wouldn't be standing here today feeling so more empowered if i didn't experience all that wow that's that's very powerful very mm. powerful thank you so maybe this parallels some of what you've been sharing with us so far, Jonathan, but what I'd like to, to hear now is, is share a story of, of one of your proudest partnership moments. And it, it doesn't have to be romantic. It can be if you want to, but it could be family, career. I don't know, wherever it lands for you. Just what's a partnership moment that makes you smile whenever you think about it? Mm. You know, 
I, I'm gonna. This is kind of a. a per, this is will relate to a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I, I lived a good portion of my life in ego, very um, selfish. Not necessarily to the tune of intentionally hurting anyone else, but I probably did along the way. And it wasn't until I was in a relationship, in a partnership, if you will, that I learned to, in that moment, put the other person's needs as equal to my own, in some cases more, though, than myself, but certainly to a space of being equal to my own. And and I found it within my... I, the reason why I'm so proud of that is because for the longest time, you know, I don't want to say I was a player or a selfish or a prick or anything like that. A lot of women would say that about me. <laughs> um, but, and I say, I don't, it was never my intent to hurt anyone, but I certainly did because I was unconscious. It wasn't until I met someone I could really open up to who I am in my own consciousness. And in that moment, it's, hey, Jonathan, you know, relationship is a two-way street. It's not a one-way street. And in that moment, when that happened, that first time, it was a building block to, to choose love and partnership each time, to choose, you know, uh, being on the same team, that sort of thing. And the more I did that, the more I stepped into a space of going, for me, partnership is about really a two-way street. It's, no lo- it's not a one-way street. And for the longest time, I probably lived in that space. Yeah, I, I can completely understand that. Thank you for that. Yeah. So we've been talking a lot about, uh, you know, past experiences and partnerships. So let's bring the conversation into the present. What okay. would you say is one partnership that is really exciting in your life right now? You know, I actually, as soon as you said that, you know, popped in my mind is my virtual assistant, the woman who does a lot of the back-end work for me in my business. And she's been working with me as a contractor for the last oh, four or five years. And last year, I wanted to share my appreciation for all her efforts. And I said, you know, and, and she works for multiple people. So, I, you know, I don't have her full time. Yet I said, I want to change our relationship. I want you to put you in the operations manager of my business. And, and if the business succeeds, I want to be able to share some of those rewards with you. And, and in that conversation, she was so grateful, so appreciative that I acknowledged her efforts. I acknowledged all the work she did and wanted to find a way to, you know, give, uh, you know, some sort of remuneration or something to acknowledge that even though, you know, she's an hourly contractor, she means more to me than, you know, any employee. She's, um, you know, she's become family. And, um, and I, I, I sometimes go, I don't know what I'd do without her. You know? yeah. I'm that appreciative. And I feel as though in our own way, we have our own partnership. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you bring up such a, a key part here, which is that appreciation. Yeah. Because we all know that, you know, it's really easy to, to kind of take things for granted or think that our appreciation is obvious. And even if it is, everybody loves to hear that they're appreciated. You know, I would, can I share some philosophies I have around this, that it's just recent things I've been pondering? Sure. Cause you know, 
I know that the more I step into gratitude and appreciation, and, and, and especially compassion, um, especially compassion for myself first. <laughs> I'm learning, you know, I've, I've had to give compassion to others, and I, I realize it doesn't work. I have to start with me first before I can really give it to anyone else. But that space of gratitude and appreciation, and I started to think about that the other day. Gratitude is kind of, ex- for me, it's been expressing through words, acknowledging someone's efforts. Um, and I'm talking, in re- I'm talking about relationship-wise. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking in the, in the context of relationship, either whether it's romantic or you know, professional or family or whatnot. So gratitude is more the words and ex- expressing. And it, it's the feelings associated with that. What I pondered the other day was appreciation is an opportunity to be an action, an active action and demonstration beyond words. Um, and I'd like to share this in a dating context, okay. if that's okay. Yeah. Okay, so, um, opt, you know, tradition and social norms say that, you know, men pay for dates in the initial dating phase, right? Men, you know, it used to be that men made more money and, you know, men had more, so they should be, you know, that's the expectation. And, and what I want to coach clients is to get away from expectation and traditional norms but also, and say is like, look, when a man is actually taking you out, maybe one or two times, saying thank you is the words of gratitude, right? Those are the words. But if you want to really show appreciation in a demonstrative way through an action, is to say, hey, I am truly grateful, and I appreciate your efforts. Or, excuse me, I'm truly grateful that you've treated these couple times. I want to show my appreciation by treating you. And for the clients of mine that do this, most men are like, what? I've never had a woman do that. Oh, my God. And they actually feel appreciation, you know, in their bones in that moment because most of them are not even used to this. There's a woman making those gestures, those overtones. And when they do, they actually embody what it feels like to feel appreciated instead of the words. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I love yeah. that. And I, I love that you're encouraging folks to, you know, step out of the, the cultural norms or the expectations of what should happen. Yeah. And actually start to define that for themselves. Yeah, because really in the dating process, when a man pays, that's kind of a gift. And if you're if you treat it as an expectation, it really destroys the gift that he's actually giving. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, I talk about a lot of this in my coaching practice is oh, empowering sure. women to take the initiative. It's okay that you ask someone out on a date. It's okay that you initiate the date. You know, if he says yes, great. If he says no, that just means you're not a fit, and that's okay too. But it's about empowering oneself, you know, that especially because I coach women is that I want you to take charge of your relationship destiny. Don't leave it in the hands of men because we're really terrible at it. For any women listening <laughs> and you're dating, let me just tell you, you, I know you want men to be leaders in the dating process, but we're really crappy at it, okay? We're so much better if you take that lead. <laughs> and I'm saying this a little tongue-in-cheek, okay? <laughs> Understood. Understood. Jonathan, we've actually arrived at the part of the show that I call Bring It All Home. Okay, okay. This is where we actually, we step away from the stories. Okay. And we provide simple, concrete guidance for our listeners so, so they can actually improve their partnerships right now. 
Yeah. So we're going to start out with what is the best partnership or relationship advice you've ever received? You know, I was re- I think the one that stands out the most is I was reading an article. Uh, it was in Over 50 magazine, and Cheryl Ladd and her husband uh, were interviewed. Cheryl Ladd was one of the Charlie's Angels, and yeah. they've been married for 30-plus years. And it was, what do you attribute the success of your relationship, your marriage, your partnership? And she wrote, we look to the future through the same window. I thought about that, and I'm like, wow, that is so powerful that you look to the future. Like, they each look to the future through the same window. And, and when relationships struggle, it's because you're looking through a different window. In some cases, you're in a different home <laughs> looking through the window, you know. But I think it's really knowing what you want in your life and where you see it heading and then having that conversation, having that dialogue with the person in your life, you know, whether it's romantic or professional, or your first, you know, friends, friends and family and whatnot, is, is if we're going to be on this journey together, how do you see that future? And do we see it through the same window? Because when you do, boy, you're going to be in a lot more in alignment, and it's going to be a lot easier if, if you're either A, looking through different windows of the house, or certainly you're in different homes altogether. That's great. Looking through the yeah. same window. I like that a lot. So, Jonathan, can you share one of your personal habits that, that you found has contributed to your success in partnerships? You know, it's interesting. It's, it's funny that the word I'm about to share has to become a habit. Um, but authenticity. Mm. It's... I think for the longest time in my life, and I certainly know for so many, we we have a mask we put on because we want to make others happy. I'm I'm one of those pleaser types, so I kind of kind of stuff down part of who I am, or I might put on airs or whatnot just to make someone happy. And I recognized that I was being out of authenticity. I was being not me. And it's taken a practice for me to step into that. And, and sometimes I get pushed back, you know, when I speak my truth because, you know, speaking your truth can also be done in kindness. It doesn't have to necessarily hurt anyone. And yet I've, lear- I've had to learn in the last few years, and it was in my relationship that I started to step more into my truth. The longest time I kept quiet, and the more I started to speak my truth, the more I started speaking. And it was it, it allowed me to come bring out my true authentic self excellent yeah if that's what comes to mind <laughs> thank you no thank you very much yeah i know you have a, a website for your work what would you recommend i go to on your website in order to have a better day today what's the resource you would point me towards well, certainly my business is geared to helping women understand men in relationship. Uh, you know, my website is called Understand Men Now. It's about connection, communication, and commitment, really helping, helping really m- make that happen in some women's life. And certainly I have resources, whether it's my opt-in box to get some of my free gifts, uh, my blog, which I'm constantly writing, uh, new material about dating, whether it's online dating, that sort of thing. Um, 
and and certainly the success stories because I I, I want to say that you know the beauty of a success story is it's an opportunity to not only just have hope but for those who maybe have given up on love is that to read those success stories and embody it and know that it is out there love is out there and relationships are out there and partnerships out there and it's out there in abundance and when you view it from an abundance mentality instead of a scarcity mentality um, I know you're going to be channeling you know yourself to attracting more in that life so I ho- my hope is that my website and those people that come to it feel that space of empowerment and feel the abundance that it is absolutely possible and the more you're in that space the more you're going to attract it in great advice yeah I, I couldn't agree more and you're right that success stories can make such a difference because we hear so many all the negative stories in our culture yeah. And to see like, oh, what actually worked and what was the, the experience this person had. A lot of times it can it can give us that, like you said, it gives us hope to go, oh, I could I can make that happen. I need to just take that next step. So thank you for, for reminding us how important those success stories are. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. So let me ask you this then, because I don't know about you, but I, I'm a I'm constantly researching this field and exploring it further. What what book or resource would you recommend to our listeners, and, and why would you pick that one? Oh, you know, the book I can't put down right now is um, Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Mm. And um, it's, for me personally, and it's one of these books, here's the thing, Ken, it's one of these books that I literally will only read no more than one chapter a day, and we're, that's maybe eight or nine pages. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it could be only two or three pages because it is so deep and rich and full of, of learning. At least this is the way I interpret the book. It's about learning how to have the conversations you have with the multiple facets of who you are as a person. Wow. <laughs> you know, um, whenever we think we have a schizophrenic moment, it's, we're not schizophrenic it's just we have different parts of who we are different parts of what we feel and and michael singer's book is just brilliant of he's been able to encapsulate in such a way at least for me personally to help me have those conversations and and the and the beauty of it is it's like it's empowerment because when you learn how to have those conversations with yourself um it, it can bring you to a whole nother level of consciousness all right, folks, there you yeah. go. There's your next read. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's my book, too, but no, I'm going to say that. Of course. Untethered Soul is a great book. Absolutely. <laughs> one last question in our bringing it home portion here. What parting advice do you have for our listeners regarding partnership? You know, I wrote my own little quote. I occasionally do that. And, and, this is one that resonates with me, and, and it's really simple. I always say to my clients, love yourself, be yourself, and never compromise yourself. And it's a, it's a practice to do that for many. It, it's, a, it's a daily practice. It's to, to, and I say love yourself. Just get that little kid inside you and give them a big hug every day. And, you know, it's just a reminder that everything's going to be okay. Each morning is a reset button to try anew. Be yourself is, you know, what I shared earlier about authenticity. Just, you know, be your authentic self, and and it's okay to do that. And never compromise yourself. And I say this in partnership 
don't compromise who you are to make someone else happy. Um, partnership is a, is a two-way street without a doubt, but never compromise your boundaries and, and who you are. Um, you can speak your truth and share, but I think it's a dangerous road every time we compromise you know, our, 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 our boundaries, our values and whatnot. Fantastic. I, I couldn't agree more. Compromise is, you know, a fast track to an unhappy experience. Yeah. Yeah. When we're, when we're letting go of who we are to try and make someone else happy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, I, I have to say, I mean, your, your stories, your insights, th these have been incredible. I, I know I've learned a ton from our conversation. I know our listeners have too. I just want to thank you for being on our show today. I'm grateful. You're a great interviewer. This was like a cakewalk for me, so thank you. Oh, great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.